Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Okay, we're going to talk tonight for a few minutes about a sugya that comes up in Parshas Achremois and in Parshas Re'ei, two different parts of it. It's something that we've... <clears throat> I don't recall if we did it last year or not. I was trying to remember. But it's, uh, it's a very valuable yisait in Avedis Hashem, and it's worth, uh, it's worth appreciating. Um, <clears throat> Revi, Revi and Achremois. Or between Shlishi and Ravi and Akhremais Kedoshim, maybe is more accurate for this week. Perak Yud Zayin, Vayedaber Hashem El Moshe Lemar, Daber El Aaron V'El Bono V'El Kol B'nei Yisrael V'Omarta Aleim, Ze Hadover Asher Tziva Hashem Lemar. That sounds like a drum roll, no? Not every mitzvah says. Um, so that's first of all. That's Aleph. What's, what's the, the parsha that we're about to learn clearly is considered a very, very fundamental thing. There's some, some kind of yesite here. <coughs> it's, it's a headline. What is this? Ish ish mi beis Yisrael asher yishchat shor oy kesev oy eiz b'machane oy asher yishchat michutz l'machane any yid that shechts an animal a kosher animal to, to eat that shechts an animal in the machane outside the machane ve'el pesach oy el moed loy heviyoy and he doesn't bring it to the to the oil moed lahakriv korban l'Hashem. To be to bring it as a carbon, lefnei mishkan Hashem, dom yechoshev lo ish hahu dom shafach. It is considered spilled. It's considered blood. Blood. It is considered for that man. Dom yechoshev lo ish hahu dom shafach. He has spilled blood. You hear the words? V'nichras ha ish hahu mikarev amayan, and it's a. It's uh, it's karis. <coughs> so that means that the halacha is that every piece of meat that you eat, any time you shecht an animal, you can only eat meat. You know this halacha? You can only eat meat if it's brought as a carbon to Hashem. That's what the that's what the pasuk says <coughs> in Parshas Achrimais. What does it mean? Dom yechashev. It's considered blood. What does that mean? So Rashi does not um, Rashi does not leave much to the imagination. Rashi says, "Dom yechashev kishayfech dam haadam." It's like somebody who murders shemischayev benafshay yechayev misa. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! If you don't. Bring the animal as a carbon. It is as if you murdered a person. That's very serious. We need to understand what is this mitzvah? What is this chiyah? Why is it like so significant that it's like murder? 
What does that mean? However, this halacha, which would be very difficult to do right now, when we don't have a Beis HaMikdash, this halacha is not true B'zman And the reason that it's not true B'zman it wasn't true for that much longer, actually. It was only true while Klal Yisrael was in the Midbar. When Klal Yisrael went into Eretz Yisrael, the halacha changed. And not because, chas v'shalom, that we say that there's an expiration date on halachas, but because there's another parsha in Parshas Re'eh that says a different halacha. And that's in Perak Yud Bey's Pasuk Chaf in Parshas Re'eh. Thanks so much. The Pasuk says as follows. When Hashem broadens your boundaries. In other words, when you're not just living in a machana that's uh, whatever size, whatever size the machana Yisrael was, Yudbe's mill, and it's a limited area and you could get from one end of the machana to the other, but rather, Yarchev Hashem is Gevulcha, Hashem broadens your boundaries, Kasher as he said he would. The Amarta, and you will say, Oichla Basar, I want to eat meat. Kiseave Nafshechalechal Basar, because your soul desires to eat meat. So, what's the halacha? Used, used, used to be, you have to bring it as a carbon. But now, Bechal Avas Nafshechatechal Basar, you should eat meat to your heart's desire, or to your soul's desire, I should say. Halacha number one. Halacha number two. If Hakadosh Baruch Hu, if the place of the Beis Hamikdash is distant, is too far away, if you live a few hundred or thousand miles away from the Beis Hamikdash. Then you should shecht from your cattle that Hashem gave you as He commanded you. And you should eat. You should eat wherever you live. So if you live in the United States and you can't go to the Beis Hamikdash, you should shecht your animals here, as we do, and you should enjoy your barbecues. So, this is, a, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of the question that we asked several times over Pesach, where we were discussing the fact that chametz, which is the worst possible thing on Pesach, becomes 100% mutter lemahadrin after Pesach. Imagine someone would say, I'm makbid during sphere, I don't eat chametz. You're like, there's no, no such a thing, eat chametz, what's the matter with you? <laughs> the carbon of Shavuos is chametz. Shtei alechem is chametz. So, over here you have something that the contrast is is you know the contrast is very very stark. That a parsha is achrei mois, and this week's parsha, if you eat meat without bringing it as a carbon, you're a murderer, and you chayiv karis. And when you go to Eretz Yisrael and you eat meat, you're far away. So he doesn't say if you're far away, don't eat meat. 
If you're far away, b'chol avas nafshecha go ahead, have a party. What are these two things? What are these two parshiyas? <coughs> these two parshiyas are two shlavim, they're two steps in Avedis Hashem. The way that Klal Yisrael developed was just like a human being develops. You know, that like when we were in Mitzrayim, it was before we had Das, like a child before his Bar Mitzvah. And then coming out of Mitzrayim and getting the Torah was our achieving Das, maturity. And, um, and now we have responsibilities. But even after we achieve Das and we have maturity, there are stages of development in our Avedis Hashem, and they come one after the other. There's different things we focus on <coughs> in the beginning of our Avedis Hashem, and then as time goes on, we begin to focus on, on more. So, so let's understand how this works. The Pasuk says in Sefer Yeshaya, Perek Samach Vav, it says in Yeshaya the following four words. It says, Shaykhet Hashar, the one who slaughters the ox, Make Ish, he has, uh, he has killed a man. If you shecht a shar, you have killed a man. The Medrash and Parshas Achrimois and other places, has two separate drushes about this Pasuk. It's two limudim of what this Pasuk teaches us. Shoichet hashar make ish. One of those drushes is that if you steal a shar from someone, if you steal something from someone, the Lashon of the Chazal is if you're going something, even if it's just worth a pruta, Right? Even if it's a shava pruta, um, it's as if you killed the person. If you steal from someone, it's as if you killed them. <laughs> Stealing is bad, but that's a very, very strong thing to say. Especially if you say if you kill even a, if you steal even a shava pruta from someone. So that means if I go into your house and I steal a package of paper, it's as if I killed you. You think it's a little dramatic? But we know that Chazal were not dramatic. Chazal did not uh, wax poetic. Chazal were very, very, very careful of exactly the way they expressed themselves. <coughs> and if they said that there's an element of stealing, even a Shavapruta that's like killing someone, so that means that that is the way it is. And we have to understand in what dimension, in what way is it like killing a person to take money that's theirs. That's one drasha. So sheichet hashar, someone who shechts hashar, like tavachumachar, for those who remember Maruba, you shecht someone's shar, make ish. Now, the question on this drasha, before I tell you the second drasha, the question on this drasha is, why doesn't it say goinev hashar, make ish? You don't have to shecht it. When you steal, it says a goinev shavapruta mechaveir. Why does it say that if you shaykhet hashar? What's the hadgasha on shaykhet hashar? I think there's a pashim shat, but I just think it's important to bring out. The second drasha, shaykhet hashar make ish, 
is this week's parsha. Shaychet hashar. If a person shechts a shar to eat without bringing it as a carbon, make ish. It's as if he killed someone because that's what it says in the Torah. Dam shafach. <coughs> Isn't that interesting? You know, we always we, we we've mentioned this phrase before that when when two drushes are nizdamnu lepundik echad, when two drushes are staying at the same hotel, you know, the same pasuk teaches you two drushes, and the two drushes seem to have nothing to do with each other. And we know the Torah, this, our Rabbeim have taught us that it doesn't work that way. Every pasuk is rooted in a certain concept. Every area of the Torah teaches me a specific concept. And if there are multiple drushes that come from one Pasuk, there's got to be some thread that binds them together. It's not arbitrarily. Hashem's like, let me throw another one in. It doesn't work that way, you know. It, it fits in. It's not like when, when, when I was packing to, to go to Eretz Yisrael and you would like, you know, like take a few forks and stick it into a boot, you know, because you're like trying to pack your suitcase. It's not that the, the Pesukim and the Torah are not like that. The Pesukim and the Torah are misudder. There's a seder, exact seder. And if this Pesuk has two drushes, one is that if you still steal something, it's like you killed a person. And the other one is that, um, that if you shecht an animal in the times of the Midbar, without bringing it as a carpet, it's as if you killed someone. We, we need some understanding of what thread binds those two drushes together. Um, I don't have it here right now. I don't have it here. However, I would advise anyone that does to look it up. Okay, there's a Tzidkas HaTzadik, which is one of the classic svarim that was written by Reb Tzadik HaKayin Lublin. It's not an easy safer. Um, there's, it, it's, it's, it's interesting in that it's basically just ICS. It's like bits of information. Some of them are a line long and some of them are three pages long. You know, there's no, uh, you know, depending on what the subject is, I guess, how much he wants to be masber them. Interestingly, there are pieces missing. Do you know that? And the Tzitka Satsadik, it goes by ice. There are pieces missing. And of course, I'm suspicious. Like, why are those pieces missing? Do they happen to be missing? Or is there a reason they're missing? But anyway, there are pieces missing in the Tzitka Satsadik. But, but ice Pevav is there. And ice Pevav says as follows. Ois Vav says that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates a person, he assigns that person a spouse, children, possessions, a home, different things. The Kinyan Adam, he says. Obviously when we say possession, there's different understandings of possession. It's not like you, oh, you have the pen in your pocket and the wife in your house. It's not the same type of form of possession. But, but in the sense of that they're allocated for you in terms of the binyan of your world, right? Each one of us is the center of our own world. And part of our world is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was mazmin for us, a certain spouse, certain children, certain neshamais, certain challenges, and then which comes along also with certain house, bias plaini laplaini, uh, certain possessions, and so on and so forth. A car, you know, all those things, they're, 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 they're allocated by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says Reb Tzadik, he uses a very strong lushing. He says that all of those parts of a person are mishayrish nishmasay. They're part of the. They're like part of his neshama. 
In other words, they're not random or, or, or agav. They are part of his neshama. Now, what does that mean, that my phone is part of my neshama? Or that my tie is part of my neshama? What, what does that mean? It's easier for me to understand that my wife is part of my neshama. You know, it's a good Shavu Bracha speech. But, but, but when in the context of what Reb Tzadik says that, what does that mean, that it's part of the Shairish of my neshama? So <coughs> the way, <coughs> I wish I had the Lushan here, but the way that he explains it is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a plan for how I am supposed to reach the Shleimus that he assigned for me. And the tools for that are, the tools for that are the things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu put in my life for the time that those things were in my life. Some of these things could be in my life for some of the time. Reb Tzaddik himself was divorced, by the way, at some point. So it's not like that many of these things are not permanent, necessarily, but they, they have been, and also over time, like children, for example, over time played a totally different role in your life. Your one-year-old and your 21-year-old are that totally, totally, totally different function in your life in terms of your own Avedis Hashem um, and your possessions and how much possession, how, how much you have and how, you know, what you own, where you own it, all of these things could shift. But that does not change the fact that everything that you have, the pshat is that they're part of what you need to accomplish, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to accomplish. And what you have today, today, right now, as we sit here, the things in your life today are the kalim that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given you and me to be able to, to grow and to achieve what, we are, what we're supposed to achieve. Reb Tzaddik goes so far as to say that the reason that there are things that are hefker in the world is because we, we're, we're missing in our Avaidah. In other words, if we would, if we would grow in our Avaidah Sashem, so then we may need more. And he says that sometimes there could be things that are hefker or lost because of mistakes that we made. That, okay, now we no longer are eligible for that Shlemus. Interesting. But if you think about life in that way, think about the possessions and the family members and so on that you have in that way, you can understand that if I would come and take away something of yours, that I'm taking away something that's relevant to your neshama. That's ritzicha. That is ritzicha. It's a part of you. And I'm pulling away from you a part of you. Something that's necessary for the shlemus of your chayim. Something that's necessary for the purpose of your chayim, of your life. And I'm pulling it away from you. So that, okay, Hashem has a plan and so on. It's, you know, it goes deeper and deeper. But from the perspective of what I'm doing, I'm depriving a person of their life, of, of life. Of part of what they're supposed to do with their neshama. So therefore it says, that kolagoyzel shava pruta mechaveiroi kiilu noitel nishmasai. It doesn't kiilu noitel nishmasai. You're taking from his neshama. You're you're minimizing the 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 room that he was given to 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 develop his neshama. <coughs> and that that minimizing and limiting is is a is a little bit of a ritzicha, a little bit of a misa. 
And that's why Chazal say, don't think when you steal something, it's just like it was in his just now it's in your wrist. You understand? Chazal are trying to point out something important, because you're wearing a, a watch on your wrist. That watch, it's not Stam, oh, that's Shua's watch. If I take it, so then I took something that should have been his, and now it's mine, and now I have the watch. No, that is part of your neshama. There's a reason that you have it, and it was allocated in mind with your neshama, with all of the parts of your neshama, and what your future is, and your dairis, and your purpose in the world, and everything. If I take your watch, the world is shaking. There's a plan here. You think it's a mistake that you have what you have, and I have what I have? It's not a mistake, it's very, very specific. And just to take away from another person, that's an Indian of Ritzicha. Is that that's a clear, clear idea? Okay. <coughs> and I believe that that's why it says Shoichet. Shoichet Hashor Ish is because if I take Shua's watch, there is a way that I could correct that. And it's called the Heshevis Hagzela Asher Gaza. So the Misa of taking what's yours has a way to, to reverse it. I can give it back to you. But if I shech the animal that I stole, I can't reverse it. It's gone. It's like a way to make permanent the hezek that I did. So that's why it says, shoichet hashar ish. Perhaps. Okay, so that's the first drasha. From the yisoyed of the first drasha, we can understand the depth of the parsha and parsha's achrimois, which is the second drasha. Shaykhet hashar, that if you shecht an animal and don't bring it as a carbon, maka ish, it's like you killed. What does that mean? What that means is as follows. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells you like this. I gave you a neshama, I gave you a guf, I gave you possessions, I gave you physical impulses, desires, needs, and so on. <coughs> Why did I give you all of those things? I gave you all of those things to be mekarev them to Kedusha. That's why I gave them. I gave them to you for you to sanctify it, for you to be mekarev it to Kedusha. For you to, for you to use in the process of serving Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's why I gave it to you. So, so if I gave you an animal, and you want to eat meat, you know we don't just eat meat. We're here for a purpose. And the animal that you own, you own for a purpose. And if you shech that animal to make a barbecue in your backyard. And you don't use it to bring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to make it Kadosh, to make it Ruchni, to make it a piece of Ruchni, which is what happens when you bring a carbon. You're taking something that's part of your Shairish HaNeshama, that's part of what I gave you in order to reach a certain level and a certain, a certain greatness and a certain um, Tachlis, and you are committing suicide. You're destroying a certain potential for chayim that you have, for life that you have. Just like if your friend would steal it from you, he's taking from your neshama. If you don't use it in the service of your neshama, then you're taking from your neshama. You're kind of stealing from yourself. Because I gave this to you to use in the service of your neshama. And by you just using it in the service of your guf, and not in the service of your neshama, you're, you're taking from your neshama. So that's why the two drushas come together. 
because they really are the same idea, the same concept, whether someone else is taking it or, or we're taking it ourselves, the concept is that the things in our life are there for something that's relevant to our neshama. They're relevant to our ruchnias. And when we pull them away from their ruchnias, there's an element of makeish. There's, there's an element of ritzicha. Clear? Okay. That's dom yechashev la'ishahu. Okay. Now, that's all stage one. Stage one of Avaitis Hashem. Because there is a, as we've discussed several times, in several, many times actually in the, in, the, in the years of us learning together, this came up when we were learning Navi on Shabbos and Sefer Yeshua. It came up a lot. It comes up. It comes up when we talk about the Maraglim each year in terms of going to Eretz Yisrael, the the function of Eretz Yisrael in different areas. This concept has come up that the role of Klal Yisrael in the Midbar and the role of Klal Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael was different. It was a different job to do. The Midbar was all about Taiven Ra. It was all about Taiven Ra. In other words, there was very little divrei rishus in the Midbar. There was very little of that. The, the Midbar was all about learning Taira. There was very little actions, Bechlal. They lived in tents, temporarily. Their clothes grew on them. Their food came from the sky. They, you know, there was not that... They, they didn't live in Oilam Hazeh the way we perceive Oilam Hazeh. They lived in the middle of Anani Akavai. The floor was straightened out for them. Like it was not. They lived in like as if like like they lived in a base madrash, so to speak. The main function of their life was learning Tyra with Maishir Abena. That was the main function. When they went into Eretz Yisrael, in a sense, it felt, and some people made this mistake, it felt like a step down. Because Eretz Yisrael is not that place. There's no Ananiya Kavayv, and there's no Mun, and there's no clothes growing on you. In fact, if you want to make a Parnasa, you have to work. You have to work. You have to make a living. And, and you have to plow and plant and, and, and have Avadim and go to war and, and pay taxes and... And like there's, there's a whole infrastructure that's a regular, normal life that you have to do. That's not the life of the Midbar. We've discussed many times that the um, that this was the, one of the mistakes of the Miraglim. They didn't want to leave the Madrega of Eretz Yisrael. Like, why, why should I take a step down? And they didn't understand, and this is the key that I want to discuss today, that the step down, in a certain sense, it's a step down, certainly, but in a certain sense, it's a step up. <coughs> because, because the ability to function in a world of divrei rishus, in a world where it's not just about, this is an Avera, this is a mitzvah, I won't do the Avera, I'll do the mitzvah but rather I have to make choices that don't fall into the category of mitzvah or avera. Like how should I plow and plant my fields, and so on and so on, and a large part of my life is built on divrei rishus. 
it seems like a step down, but it could be a step up because I can take the concept of bringing everything to the Beis HaMikdash and I could live my life that way. In other words, there's one thing to bring a carbon to Hashem, there's another thing to eat meat for Hashem for the purpose of my Ruchnias. That's a development in my Avaidus Hashem. Maybe I need a certain greater maturity. Maybe I need the background of 40 years of living with intense spirituality. Even in our lives we do this. You know, we, we, we'll, we'll take our formative years and we'll learn in yeshiva and so on and so forth and try to absorb as much Ruchnias as possible and then we go to our Eretz Yisrael from our Midbar. Right? The Rashi Yeshiva always used this marshal. Because we, 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 we want to f- make sure our perspective is right and our foundation is right. And then we can go out and we can broaden ourselves to be able to include more in our Avaidus Hashem. What is the vart when a person goes to, go leaves the base Medrash? Is the vart of leaving the base Medrash, now I'm going to have less Avaidus Hashem? Or is the vart of leaving the base Medrash, now I'm going to have a broader Avaidus Hashem? So it probably could go both ways. Famous letter from Rav Hutner, right? Famous letter from Rav Hutner where somebody went out to work and he wrote to Rav Hutner that he feels like he's living a double life. He wrote this Lushan, I feel like I'm living a double life. I have my Ruchnius life, Shul, Shiurim, Shabbos, and I have my work life. That doesn't feel like the same person even. That's my, that's my Chayil life. Rav Hutner wrote him back, my dear friend, you're not living a double life. You're living a broad life. Your life encompasses different things. There's the Ruchnius in your life. There's the Beis HaMikdash part of your life. But then there's also the Chayil part of your life where you have a, a, a job to bring that to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to be Mekadosh Shemayim and to be honest and to, and to be Zohir in mitzvahs and, to, and you know, all of the things that are part of living out there in the world. So that's a development in Avodah Hashem. It's st- we start off Tevra, and then that develops when we go into Eretz Yisrael. It develops into also including things that are not either it's Tamei or Pasel or it's Kadosh with Kedushas HaKarben. Either it's a Chi of Karas if you eat it at home, or it's a huge mitzvah if you, if you bring it as a carbon. Once they go into Eretz Yisrael, it broadens to encompass more. Hence, the Lushan of the Pasuk, Ki Yarchiv Hashem Aleikecha Es Gevulcha. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu broadens your boundary, of course, literally, it means, because Eretz Yisrael is big, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu, let's not limit ourselves to practicality, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu owns the practicality. There's a depth there that when you go into Eretz Yisrael, Yarchiv Hashem es Hashem broadens your gvul to encompass even more in your Avodah Hashem. And there, Bechol Avas Nafshecha Toichal Basar, with the desire of your nefesh, you should eat meat. Reb Tzadik says that this is not the same as just eating because I have a desire to eat. This is a desire that's connected to my Ruchnius. That's why he keeps talking about the nefesh in there. The nefesh is very close to the guf, by the way. It's the part of the neshama that's very, very close to the guf. Nefesh kisecheta, right? But, but, it's the, but it's looking at it from, from the guf's perspective, from the Ruchniistika point of the guf's perspective. 
So bechol avas nafshecha teichal basar. Kisa'ave nafshecha lechol basar. That's the ki yarchiv Hashem es gevulcha. And the Pasuk's not over. This is just unbelievable. The Pasuk goes on to say, ki yirchak nimcha hamakim, asher yivcha Hashem, if the place is far away, same halacha. I don't know if I spelled out the question for you, but yirchak, yirchav, it's the same thing. Okay, maybe one is Eretz Yisrael, one is Chutz Laaretz. Yerchak, maybe Chutz Laaretz. Yarchiv might be Eretz Yisrael. I think, I may have seen this somewhere. I, 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 I don't know if I think or if I, if I saw it somewhere. But you'll see it in the Pasuk, you'll think it too. That ki yarchiv is that you have matured to the point that you have the broadness to include the very and Avoid the Yirchak is that you're not on the madrega. There's two reasons why I would eat a piece of meat. One is because I'm being makadish the meat by eating it, and one is because I'm not up to doing everything for kedusha. At least I'm not going to do any averus, and I'm going to do things the way Hakadosh Baruch Hu said. And maybe one day I'll do it for kedusha. We all feel that in our lives. But I don't think any of us could say that every single thing we put in our mouths is for the purpose of kedusha but we could try to, at least, even if we're going to do it because we want a delicious piece of cake, it's going to be kosher, and we're going to make a bracha, and we're going to do it right, and we're going to bench, and so on and so forth, right? So the kiyarchiv is the high madrega of not only could I bring karbonus, but I could broaden that, that when I eat the food, it's a carbon. Kiyirchak is, I'm not ready yet that everything is a carbon, but but I'm still going to do it properly. That's the kiyirchak memcha hamakim. If you look, Yehuda, look at the two psukim. I just see you have the chumash open. If you look at the two psukim, by kiyarchiv, it says bechol avas nafshecha toichal baser, like almost a tzivoy, a mitzvah, because that's when you're being makadish to the very By kiyirchak, it says veochalta b'sharecha bechol avas nafshecha. There it's more of a heter. You hear it? It's more of a heter that you can eat b'sharecha b'chol avas nafshecha. So that's the <coughs> that's the the two mahalachim, and it's a uh, it's something for us to keep in mind in our lives. We're not perhaps perhaps we're not on the madrega, you know, certainly not as in a consistent way that everything we eat is l'shem shamayim and, and, and turning into kedusha. You know, um, perhaps that's not that's not our madrega. However, to recognize that the fact that sometimes we're not in the base medrash doesn't have to be because we're second class citizens, and could be because Hashem has sent us to that outpost to bring kedusha there. That's a very important thing for us to realize. Well, uh, you you weren't you weren't relegated. Is that the word, Rakhavayva? You weren't relegated to outside the base medrash. You were sent to outside the base medrash because you have a job to do there. It's very important to realize that, and there's a chizuk there to do it right. And that's the the lesson that we learn from the comparison of these two parshias. I'm going to see if I can still catch Myra. Uh, I hear. <laughs>
You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any daf in Shas, including Myra McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.